Hi there and welcome to another edition of the Jersey Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast which is brought to you by fans for fans and where the content is absolutely free. It is another uh, bonus show for you tonight guys, we're having a wee look at the Hibs game tomorrow night at Easter Road so we're going to preview that and have a wee discussion about some of the other things that have happened this week. Uh, as I say to you every time I host the, 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 the pod guys, it's not just the, 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 the pod that we have, we've got forums, articles, social media, podcasts. There's a history archive on the website. Get yourself on it. It's all free and independent content made by us for you guys. Uh, if you've never listened to us before or, or this is your first time, we would ask you to, to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. We've got over 4,000 subscribers now. So thanks to everyone who's joined us so far and who has stayed with us. The pod is live tonight. It's the Tuesday night. <laughs> I get lost with the days at the moment. Uh, every day is like Groundhog Day. Uh, so we're live tonight, but the pod will be available to stream or download on a variety of platforms from tomorrow, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual places, guy, as per normal. Uh, so now to bring in my uh, esteemed guest. It is a show of high standards and high hairlines tonight. Uh, I've got Alex Anderson with me. How are you, Alex? Uh, I am very well, Colin. Thank you, sir. Yes, uh, <laughs> high hairline loyal. I remember, I, I, I remember a boy saying that to me uh, the last time I was in a proper hairdresser. The last time I could justify that about twenty years ago, and he said, "You know, you've just got you've just got a high hairline." You know, and I, I held on to that until I got down the road and said to my dad, you know, he tells me I've got a high hairline. He's like, aye, that'll be right, mate. You're going to be like, these balls are cut at 24. He knew what was coming, you know, so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the last few years I've noticed that it's, uh, I, I remember the first time with my barber, it, it stopped using the thinning scissors, you know, the thinning scissors that they use at the end. And I sort of said to him, you don't use the thinning scissors anymore. And he just sort of had eyebrows came up as if, mm, you don't I've need them anymore. Some, and I knew then. <laughs> I knew then, I thought, okay, okay. And I don't get tugs in my hair anymore. The brush just goes right through, no problem. So, yeah. aye. But hey, as, as well as a high hairline, we have high standards, you know, two guys who kind of know what they're talking about. Uh, so, uh, we change, aye. <laughs> Alex, I thought we'd look at uh, a couple of things before we, we talk about the game tomorrow night, a big game tomorrow night. I mean, I know Rangers are in a fairly comfortable position in the Championship, but you kind of get the feeling that this is a... I've always been looking to February as that's when we would be making the final push if we maintained that points gap. So it feels like, in, in terms of not giving Celtic any hope whatsoever, you know, tomorrow's quite a big night. Uh, but I thought we'd have a, a, a couple of things to talk about before that. Uh, the first thing was, you know, Rangers announced, I think it was yesterday uh, or towards the end of last week, that you know, they're, 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 uh, there's a new Rangers TV uh, site and app and all the rest of it, and and, and it all looks great and all, all that kind of thing. And it, it's a sort of reminder as well of how we watch football now. You know, what I mean, because we're not getting to the games, and I don't know about you. I mean, I'm I'm not being critical here. It, it, it is what it is, but Rangers TV stresses me out because I I, I airplay it from my my phone to my telly. And I, I don't think it's got anything to do with the app. I think it's just the connection between the, the, the my phone and the telly. Like on Saturday there, it wouldn't it wouldn't connect, and I was having all sorts of issues. And then eventually, I managed to get in. And I'm you know I'm a middle aged guy, and <laughs> I don't like tech technical things like you know gadgets. So when I saw this, I must have thought, could I not have left this to the end of the season whenever it was all done and dusted? That the thought of getting in and re-registering and and doing all this. You know, as we're approaching, you know, the final push for a title, I must admit my heart sank a wee bit. Um, I'm just uh, getting used to sending email. Yeah, that's that's a kind of, the kind of technical level I'm at. I, it's been a bit of a uh, a bit of a culture shock uh, for guys 
of my age, um, this whole kind of thing of watching it online. Um, if you're not just picking up the remote control and popping on the telly channel, it's all a bit, it's all a bit complicated. I found myself a few times this season just like, you know, getting too used to the the um, thinking of it as you're going to watch it on the telly when it's actually Rangers TV. And you think, yeah. oh, uh, coverage starts at half past two. That's fine. Getting up, I, I usually watch it on the laptop because I'm not even going to attempt to cast it. And like, cast it to me is just like that's that's a foreign language, you know. I'm not going to try in like that. I'd, I'd be scared it would drop somewhere in the living room, it'd be in the flare somewhere, and I couldn't <laughs> find it. This, this casting, but no, um, and I'll get upstairs on, on the laptop and I'll suddenly remember that, or I'll suddenly remember that I've forgot my password or whatever it else, whatever it is. Um, I would like to pay tribute to a guy, but I don't want to name him because. And um, maybe just get all sorts of, uh, you know, kind of clueless guys like me following him on Twitter. But I think it was the Dundee United game. We won 4 nothing back in August and I completely lost it. I could not get the thing up at all. And uh, I'd actually had a, a, a good Rangers man. It turned out he actually works for Rangers TV. Right. And he just saw me on Twitter losing it. I can't get this. Help, I don't <laughs> and he just uh, private messaged me and he said, uh, right, Alec, just... No, log on to this, blah, blah, blah. You've probably got too many screens open, which I did, you know. He obviously knows how to deal with the various age groups. Um, and I and I just suddenly remembered that I'd actually fell out with him about something. Not, is he's tweeting as a Rangers fan? You know, so I had to do some serious some serious crawling up, sticking up to him after that, you know. Uh, he, he bailed me out. So I tried to, I've actually got a, um, I've got my password and all that and I written down on a Word document. That's <laughs> how pathetic I am, just in case I, I forget it. So, forget Having to do this all, having to, having to log into something else now um, is, is going to take me a good week. But nah, I am dreading it. Because we've got the St. Johnson game next Wednesday, so that gives me a week. That's yeah. not enough for a guy my age. No, no. <laughs> I need longer me, than that. It'll take me at least five days to remember that I've got to do it. So to do it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm in an even worse position because it's all on my phone. You know what I mean? So when I ask for my password, I just need to put my thumb on the... the Identify and it just automatically fills it. Aye. So I don't, I don't even know. I, I can't even remember what my password is. So I'm, I'm going to have to do a bit of digging to find out where it's all kept on my phone. And but I must admit, my heart just sank a wee bit. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's for the better, and I'm sure it'll be a better service. But come on, Rangers, you could have left it to the end of the season. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's that's my wee grump over. Uh, th- there's been some sort of signing news this week. Uh, Alex Scott Wright, who we both agreed before we came on air that none of us know really anything about the boy. Uh, and it was announced again yesterday, I think it was, that, that Nathan Partson had, had you know, extended his current deal or, or signed a new deal. Uh, so I thought we would look at them. I mean, in terms of Scott Wright, you know, most people who I, I think have a sort of knowledge of, of players like that seem to think that we've got a good player. I mean, Stephen Gerrard himself seems to be quite chuffed. You know, it actually looked like they were uh, you know, hoping to get the the deal done now in January rather than waiting for him to come and I, th- I think he mentioned in his press conference today that that could be a possibility but that, that ball's an Aberdeen score whether they want that to happen or not but I suppose you know it's it's, it's another attacking option I think is he an, is is an attacker I think forward forward that's, so that, that's, what it, that's what it says on Wikipedia and that's yeah. about as far which is really strange you know that I don't because I can tell you about Cosgrove I could tell you about the boy Hedges that was sent off against yeah. us uh, at Pataudry. Um it's quite strange I don't really know that much about him a lot of that's down to my own kind of bitterness post 2012 where I just lost I just couldn't bring myself to watch any kind of top flight Scottish football other than when Rangers get back into the, the top flight yeah. um, kind of willful ignorance if you like 
But uh, I think we're at a stage now where just Ross Wilson uh, and Stephen Gerrard wanting to sign a player is a kind of recommendation in itself. I think that, that lets us know um, that he must be of a certain quality, uh, not just of, not just talent wise, but as a character. You know, character wise, I think that's a big thing with Gerrard. Um, so he must be um, somebody that we should be signing. You know, um, obviously he's he's been brought up in the Aberdeen kind of youth system. The looks of things, you know, he's been Aberdeen uh, all his career, farmed out to Dundee at some point. Um, but I think a guy of his age in the week that we're, we're, we're getting Nathan Patterson, who's nineteen, you know, can extend his contract up until his early twenties. I think it's it's we're actually Scott Wright seems to be the other end of that, whereas. Rangers, Rangers, as as you know, Frankie, the boss was saying in, in uh, Sunday's pod, have been a bit of a basket case, you know, from kind of 2012 up until 2015. We started kind of get myself sorted out um, infrastructurally, and I think it's quite good that we've everything we might not like about Aberdeen. You can't argue with the fact that they have been steady under. They've always they've always hit a certain level, you know. They've always been steady under McInnes, um, so he'll have been raised properly. He'll have had a good schooling uh, football wise, and we're getting them. Just as they should be coming to kind of fruition as as, as a as a young player, a young man, you know. So um, without really knowing anything about the boy, um, I'm just assuming that if Gerard and Ross Wilson are interested in him, he must be he must be a good a good prospect. Yeah, there, there is. A, a, we kind of touched on this slightly a wee bit on, on Sunday night show. We sort of highlighted that there is an increased confidence around the recruitment of late. You know, there's there's, there's not the same. Sort of failure rate, you know. Early on, you know, there was there, there was a feeling it was a wee bit hit and miss with Gerard in the early stages. You know, he was he was signing a few and then having to having to move some of them on. But I mean, there's the added there's the added bonus of the signing that it gets it right up the sheet. You know what I mean? They are absolutely raging. Well, if you think uh, we've been talking about, you know, it's maybe better that we don't have the fans at Ibrox. Well, Scott Wright will be delighted that there's no fans at Pataudry for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I see uh, Ryan Jackson, a nice wee welcoming um, yeah. tweet the other day as well. So uh, anything that annoys them is, uh, is 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 all right by me. But I, I think it's, we were talking, uh, actually before, ironically, before the, the Aberdeen game, we were talking the preview pod about uh, what uh, Gerard had done in, in signing on Kai Kennedy and kind of taming Kai Kennedy and his kind of want away um, spell that he had after the, the Al-Class tournament. And I think... It's another one of the ones. It lets you know that we're doing everything that you expect of a kind of solid, stable football club now. You know, you're, we're, we're taking in uh, kind of talent from Scotland. You know, if you like Glenn Kamara coming, it might not be Scottish himself, Glenn, but he's coming from Dundee. Um, we're taking in Scott right now. We've got youth players coming through. I saw the boy. Was, is it Ben Williamson? The boy. Was, I was just flicking through the channels on Friday night. BBC Scotland. Our both are playing Dundee, and I just flick it on in time to hear that. Uh, the boy on loan for Rangers as man of the match, you know. And then, you know, David Venn was talking about it on Sunday. Um, Kai Kennedy was, you know, man of the match, turning on a, a dazzling performance for Wraith Rovers at Hearts. And then you're looking at, even if you go up to the like, the most kind of high-profile uh, signing issue or, or a sale issue, what to do with player, to players coming and going, Alfredo Morelos, this, this season, last season, the season before, Stevie G has done a, an amazing job with him as well, the most high-profile kind of issue of HUD in terms of transfers, judging wh- when how much he wants to get in for Alfie, when when he wants to sell him and then taming him, getting him to the point where he realises that he's the best place from his Rangers and playing well 
uh, for Rangers, you know, Stoke and Alfie taking the half, etc. So we're managing signings now like a kind of mature, settled club, and I think that's uh, Scott. Right, just that just just plays right into that, you know, and it's, it's it's nice to see. And it's another cheap sign, and you know, it's another one that we're either going to get them for nothing, or there'll be a nominal fee if it's if it's agreed in January. So it does it does seem that it, it's fitting into this sort of bring them in young cheap and then if they develop the way we hope they're going to develop we sell them on later uh, you know uh, uh, a big profit kind of a thing uh, on Nathan Patterson I mean on before we move on to Nathan Patterson I, I, I think I should highlight that there's a really good piece by Jordan Campbell in Athletic about the Kai Kennedy situation and there's a good clip of him on YouTube I think he's scoring against Queen of the South and it, it, you know it's a really really good goal uh, but the piece itself is, is, is certainly worth reading uh, on Nathan Patterson came on at the weekend. I thought I, th- I thought he played really really well, and you know I mean Tav's about twenty nine now. You know uh, uh, it's a good sign, and I, I quite liked what Gerard said today that you know he, he's basically saying to the, the players uh, in the academy, you know if you work hard, if you've got the ability and you work hard, the opportunities are there. I will give you the opportunity to get in this team uh, because that's the journey that, that Gerard took himself, you know, so I think he, he can relate to what these players want to do and I think he, he can also identify the ones that don't just have the talent but have the right mentality and the right attitude to, to, to have a good crack at making it. But it's, I think it's encouraging. Again, it comes down to this, you know, we're bringing in, rather than going out and, and signing a new right back, we've identified this boy and thought, you know what, he could actually be a replacement for, for Tav when he eventually moves on. Bring him in just now. He's 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 training with Tav. He's he's, he's learning the good habits. He's, he's learning what you need to be a Rangers player. And it's not just about the ability, it's about the mentality and, and, and how, you, how you look after yourself. So again, it's another good sign that, that it feels like it's part of a, a holistic route that the club are taking. You know what I mean? And they're identifying, right, okay, we're not just going to let Tav you know, get to a point where he's not the same player anymore. And then we go, all oh, right, you know what? We need to, we need to go out and sign a right back. It feels like there's succession planning already in, in, in place. And they've identified Patterson as this guy actually could be the next right back for Rangers, which is encouraging to see. I, well, I mean, it has to be maybe the hardest job in Scottish football right now has been understudy to James Tavernier, you know, because his, his, his consistency is absolutely ridiculous. You know, um, along alongside Connor Goldson, who's kind of you know is playing with all various centre halves, but I think he's only he's only missed what four six games or something in Gerrard's 150 competitive games in charge of Rangers. Connor Goldson. So after that, I think Tavernier would probably be the guy who's played most games for Rangers and is most kind of central um, to the way the club, the, the way this team plays, not just cap. We've talked about the fact he's no maybe you're kind of shouting fiery captain but he, we're not a shouting fiery team we're quite a cerebral team we're quite a kind of we're, we're intensity comes from our play and James Tavernier I think um, such credit to him so we, the way he was regarded by a lot of fans especially in kind of 2016 2017 uh, under Mark Warburton's you know, spell on the top flight it all started kind of going wrong uh, and, and, and Tav was taking a lot of flack for that but the way he's developed in became the captain who actually a lot of people wouldn't have thought, you know, for a second, you know, uh, when Mark Warburton was at Rangers that James Tavernier was going to be the kind of heartbeat, uh, if you like, of uh, 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 the team that was hopefully going to take us back to, to the, the title. Um, so for Nathan Patterson to have to um, hang about, for any any right back to come to the club and, and 
be thinking that they're going to get in and, and play some games tavern here. It's a, it's a really hard shift, you know. Um, so I think it's a balancing act. You're going to have to have somebody who doesn't mind waiting, but at the same time has the ability. I don't know yet. I don't know if he does. I mean, he's only... I mean, he, come, he, was, he was smashing, obviously, when he came on in uh, Saturday there. I think, I think Nathan said maybe one one wee misplaced pass, which was just chewed up straight away by Goldson or whoever. You know, it was um, Ross County by that point. I think we were 4 nothing up when he, when he came on for the, the last kind of 20. Um, and Ross County had been kind of tenderised by that point. They were just, you know, they, they weren't going to be a great threat. I think he come on, he started against Lake Poznan in the away game where you know we were already through you know still a vital game for the club and he did he really he did he did well that time but Lake Poznan were playing a lot of reserve players that night um, before that I think we're, we're talking about Stranraer in the cup last season is the only other time I really remember him playing there will be other games um, he's been involved in you know he's coming on as a sub or whatever but I don't know if Tav was to get injured. You know, um, God forbid. I, I don't know if Nathan Partinson is going to be able to keep up. You know, I don't think any player could actually could do what Tav does for us this season. But as you're never going to have a chance of getting in the team while Tav's there, you're as well having a, a young boy who doesn't mind waiting in the wings. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, even like say, the Europa League game that you mentioned there, even although, as you say, we'd already qualified and, you know, wasn't a meaningless game because we still had to secure top spot, right. but we'd secured you know qualification, so the, the the main business is done. But it's still given him just a wee taste of what what that's all about. You know, European games, playing football at that level. So yeah, I, I, I think it's all good. Uh, I, before we move on to the Hibs game, Alex, I've got to do my uh, contractual obligations on uh, a partnership with. Uh, Rangers picks, which is the official Rangers pick'em game. So it's a totally free uh, pick'em game with a hundred, uh, sorry, a hundred, a thousand pound prize pool. Uh, the more fans that play it, the more uh, money the club receives. So if you can do it, please do. Uh, to play, all you need to do is go to www.rangerspicks.com. Uh, there'll be a series of questions. It used to be twelve, I think it's up to thirteen now. Uh, about uh, the Rangers game, these are uh, these things are here for every Rangers game. Uh, so you just ask, answer the questions. It's stuff like how many corners will we get, all that kind of thing. And it gives you hints. It gives you wee clues. Uh, so if you go through that, uh, you've got a chance of winning a share of £1,000. You must be over 18 to play. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Uh, and as always, guys, please remember to play responsibly. And I should let you know that you can actually win it because Frankie, I think he got third place a, a couple of weeks ago there. And I, and I, Still no bottles around though, you know what I mean? And it's not just it's not just because the pub's on the opening. Uh, anyway, on to tomorrow night, Alex. Uh, Easter Road. I mean, it's as it a kind of I think Hibs have kind of became a, a, another Aberdeen in a way that they think they've got a rivalry with us. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't go to the Rangers Hibs games at Ibrox thinking, oh, this is one of our big rivals. But the games at Easter Road always seem to have a wee bit of uh, extra sting about them. They're not in the best position at the moment, obviously. You know, they've, they've, they've had a couple of bad results recently. But it still feels like they'll build for it tomorrow. So, I mean, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Uh, confident? I, I, I feel I feel kind of cup final-ish uh, about, about this one, Colin. Uh, I, have to, I have to admit, I think, this, I think we're at that point where we win tomorrow night. Um, I'm no... Well, none, none of us are ever going to see. I think we're the only supporters. I think we're the Rangers supporters, the only football people in the world right now that are refusing to admit Rangers are champions. 
um, because we just have been through so much and obviously just, just basic superstition as well. You know, you're, you're never going to say it. you've won it until you've won it. But uh, a funny thing happened to me on in, in, in Sunday. I think it was having a Sunday without a game. Um, we had just absolutely romped it. We watched the team doing everything. Every week in a complaint that we'd managed to cobble together uh, about Rangers over that amazing period, December to 2nd January, where they won you know, 10 games um, in a month and they, they won all but one of them. You know, the only kind of... Uh, the, the game at Motherwell where we, we started slow for 20 minutes and as soon as we lost the goal, we absolutely pounded them uh, for, for 70 minutes. Uh, the only kind of complaint we managed to put together was maybe we were a bit slow at the blocks and Rangers shoved that right down their throats in the most beautiful possible way uh, on Saturday. And I think if we had been in that League Cup semi-final that we were supposed to be on the Sunday, yeah, um, we wouldn't have had the chance to go 23 points clear <laughs> the, way, the way we did. You know, we can argue about whether that would be preferable or not to have, to have played in that League Cup game. But on Sunday, I was just sitting there. I think it was the fact that we've had so many Sundays where we've been watching uh, Sky, you know, had to get out your kip. Um, for me, too early uh, of a Sunday morning. You want to have a nice relaxing Saturday night. And it's been so long since just actually cause I chilled out on a Saturday night because the job's been done. You can oh. enjoy your weekend, a lovely sunny day. And I thought, you know what this is? I can actually feel, I just, I, I don't have any worries now. The only worry, is, as I said before, is COVID. You know, that, that might, you know, affect the league. It might affect us in some sort of, some sort of way. Um, that might ruin our season or ruin the season in general um, but in a football sense I feel as if we're almost there and I think <laughs> I, if we win tomorrow night uh, if we were to lose tomorrow night I think it would be the first I think it's, as you said it's the last time we would have any doubts about us winning the title um, but I think after t- if we were to come through this game tomorrow even a draw depending on the circumstances I think if we lost a game in the league after this, we would suddenly realise as a support, the only thing that was bothering us was the fact that our unbeaten record had gone. Yeah. I think if, if we commit this tomorrow night, um, it's done. I think that I think that's it. We've, we've proved December onwards that we've got the, the ammunition to cope with everything psychologically, you know, technically on the fields, you know, fitness-wise, we're way above everybody else. Um, we come through a few tests in December um, and even in January itself, it proved all these psychological barriers that we've had, oh, we, we fail in January, or we can't go out and in a winning run or whatever, we can't churn out wins, we can't come from behind at the Motherwell game at Ibrox, we, we just blew them all away. And it's almost like we had that we kind of drop a points against Motherwell just to let us know, ah, there's always, you know, you've got to keep the concentration, you can't get too yeah. cocky. And then the way we answered that on Saturday, I feel as if tomorrow night, tomorrow night is the, is the last test. And I think a lot of it is dependent on whether we make it about us tomorrow night because it shouldn't be about Hibs it shouldn't be about how Hibs are bouncing back from uh, Saturday's debacle which also helped make my weekend let's let's know <laughs> let's let know how many quibbles about it are uh, Hibs, Hibs are my, my Aberdeen now I really I, I have no time for them at all um, for a lot of various reasons some that are personal uh, family related <laughs> reasons you know <laughs> but uh, I, I really uh, I used to like Hibs as a club. I used to, I used to kind of, I would almost go as far as to say, no, I know I have other favourites in Scotland, but I used to, I used to really uh, kind of admire Hibs. I used to think they were quite, quite a glamorous team. You know, they're all getting to the semi-finals, of the European Cup, the first European Cup in the in the mid fifties and what have you. But uh, my God, that went out the window uh, <laughs> the day of the cup final in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> but uh, the no, only thing that went out the window that day. Uh, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But no, I think I think it's a massive game. I, I, I think it's a real. 
it's, it's one of the two grounds that we've not won at in the league this season, Livingston being the other. Um, to, have, to, have, to have achieved that in the first, the first two rounds of games is, is absolutely stunning. You know, but I think tomorrow night is the last chance for anybody to put the kind of to put any kind of doubt in our mind that we're going to win the title. You know, um, so I, I hope we just go out there and just and just make it about us and know about and know about what's happening with Jack Ross. And I mean, I would agree. I think. Uh, I mean, I've still got a wee nagging doubt. I'm I'm not quite prepared to say that it's done. And I'm looking. The reason I'm doing that is because you know, when I look down south. On the, on the 19th of December, Liverpool went to Crystal Palace and they, 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 they pumped them 7-0 or 7-1 or whatever. They went five points clear and everyone was like, well, that's them. They've, they've clicked and that's them going to push on now because I think the sort of leader, the leadership of the Premiership was chopping and changing and that put a wee bit of distance between them and others. And, you know, in the space of a month, you know, they're now six points behind and, and looking like they're, they're, they're struggling to, you know, find form and, and keep up with pace. So, even although I think we're sort of three quarters of the way there, I'm I'm, I'm not quite at the stage that you're at. But that's why I think tomorrow is such a, an important an important game. You know, it feels like we're still in January, and this is where we traditionally, you know, eh, have a wobble. And I think if 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 Hibs were to get a win tomorrow, it, it would just plant that we, you know, seed of doubt amongst a few minds. And the best way to deal with that is, as you say, is just make it all about us. And, and, and Gerard hasn't got a great record there. I think it's one, one, one and four. So it would just be a great, it's a great opportunity to just go out and make a statement. You know what I mean? I think if we, I think the Aberdeen game at Pataudry was the first sign that we were kind of getting back to that fluent sort of team that we looked at the start of the season. Yeah. I think we saw a wee bit of that at, at, at Motherwell as well, and it all came together on, on on Saturday there. You know, what I mean, I mean, as you say, it was a fairly relaxed Saturday night, and I've not felt like that for a while. You know, what I mean, even when we've had our games on the Saturday, and we've won. There's been a wee bit of, a, you know, that was a bit nervy, but uh, on Saturday there, job done within a half hour, and we could we could just relax and, and try and increase the goal difference. So yeah, I, I, I think Rangers are improving. We're getting back to looking how we were at the, at the start of the season. I don't like Hibs like like you. I, I don't like the boy Portis. I don't like a lot of how Hibs have handled themselves over certain things over the last few years, especially, you know, relating to ourselves. So to me, it just seems to me like a great opportunity to make a big statement to say, you know what, he's only going to catch us. No one's going to get near us. And I, I, I wouldn't call it if we win tomorrow, but I would feel that we would have one hand on it. If you know what I mean, that that's that's, and we're in. I mean, if Celtic continue their current form, and we continue winning, you know, I, th- I was doing the sums today. I think it's nine nine games we need to win. You know, and if Celtic keep dropping points, that comes down and down and down. So tomorrow feels like a, a, an opportunity just to make that big statement and and the, the the sort of starting point for this final push. If you know what I mean, yeah. it's within touching distance. Let's make a statement here and then just totally go for it. So yeah, that's that's how I'm I'm hoping things go tomorrow night. I I think it's it, it, it feels like the home straight is just so yeah. is just over the hill and that that, yeah. that hill is well Easter Road used to be a slope the pitch and it's just that they are the hill they are the obstacle um, and I'm don't get me wrong mate I'm, I'm I would never say that we've won it and if you look at my um, 
Twitter feed during any yeah, no, game. I'm just I'm just crying out for help all the time. I'm absolutely pathetic, you know. And until we're three nothing up, I am just like, what are you doing here, Rangers? You know, well, we're actually going a 15 game winning one, Alec. You know, but it's like no, right. I'm still I'm not happy. I'm not happy until it's it's done and dusted. I basically want Rangers to be three nothing up before they take the park. Um, so I don't get me wrong, I, I, I worry like anything, but I couldn't. That's what I talked about on Sunday. I couldn't fight the feeling. It's just like an actual feeling. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't worried, and I think um, it would it would be that. That's why I'm saying it's like a cup final. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything's in the bag, but tomorrow night I think is the last chance for anybody um, to kind of put any kind of doubts uh, in our mind. Um, it depends. It does depend a bit on Hibs, but it it shouldn't because when we're getting we're 29 points in front of them. I think they've played maybe. I think they've played maybe one game less. They've not got three games in hand over us. We are basically no. 30 points better than Hibs. You yeah. know. Um, the only thing, the only thing that gets me is the other side of the whole uh, Hibs kind of continual underachievement. You know, they're, they're a verb. The same as like you, you know, you Google stuff, uh, you don't look stuff up in a search engine. You, you know, you, you hoover. You don't vacuum clean. You know, you don't <laughs> you don't make an arse yourself in a big semi final with your hand and you're supposed to win. You Hibs it. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and the downside of that for us is part of Hibs being Hibs is they will lose 2 nothing at home to Ross County, you know, the week after they've given us a great game, apparently at Ibrox by only losing one nothing. Um, but they will be ready for us, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll always be ready for us. And I like, look, when we played Ross County on Saturday, for example, um, I was kind of strangely confident about that because I knew that Ross County were getting the results they're supposed to get against other teams. Okay, they weren't expected to beat Aberdeen 4-1 at home, um, they maybe weren't expected to win uh, at Hibs but John Hughes is a guy who knows you know the, the rest of the league as much of a muchness so I think when it comes to playing Rangers there's almost an honesty about that when it comes to playing the, the, the old firm he's kind of no, I'm not saying they're not looking for anything but he's not going to sit back and try and defend too too hard they did defend on Saturday but he's going to try and play a bit of football as well and try and get something for the game because he's kind of he knows that their job is elsewhere the problem you've got with the likes of Aberdeen and Hibs is they can't win the title, but you know finishing the bottom half of the league is no good enough for them. And they have a thing where they know they can constantly please their fans for their shortcomings elsewhere by picking a great show against Rangers yeah. and Celtic, and you know in the Hibs case against Hearts, which they just don't do. You know, but having made a complete arse themselves twice at Hamden this season, albeit the game against Hearts was technically from last season, um, it, it just that actually gives me more fear. Than any of the, you know, the any times Hibs have been in actual form this season, yeah, because they're bound, they're bound to, they're always bound to bounce back against Rangers, you know, because they still look like a club who doesn't like it when the pressure's on them, you know, and therefore playing us tomorrow will probably be what they're kind of looking for. My only hope is yeah. that the fallout from Saturday's been so bad, and Jack Ross kind of lost it with Kenny McIntyre as well, in a, in a very Neil Lennon sort of way. Um, not liking, not liking him, his own contribution to that defeat being questioned. Quite happy, to, you know, uh, put it on his players. My only hope is that they've not had enough time to get over it, and uh, they'll be looking to do their usual thing against Rangers, where they've got nothing to lose, but they're still feeling the pressure um, from the, the fallout from Saturday, and maybe kind of psychologically that will confuse them. But at the end of the day, if we just go out and go for it, and I, I, as if it was a cup final, uh, Colin, they should not be able to live with us. Yeah, I mean that's my fear. You know, they do. 
as I said at the start of the show, they have become a sort of another Aberdeen, you know, where it's almost as if their season's defined by the, the results against us. Uh, just had, got some breaking news here, actually, some quite sad news. Uh, Dr. Joe Vengloss, the, the former Celtic manager, has died tonight, uh, aged 84. So that's that's just came out. Uh, so sad news. I mean, I know he was uh, on the other side of the city and we don't like them, but, you know, very sad news. So all our thoughts... Uh, from us here at Jersnet on that one. Uh, going back to tomorrow night's game, Alex, uh, the injury front seems to be improving as well, and, and, and it's tying in with this whole, you know, the final push domestically, and, and Europe's coming back, and you know, in the next few weeks as well. You know, we've got the, the Anderlecht game coming up in February, so it's good. You know, Ryan Jack back in the back in the team, back in the squad, came back, uh, came on on Saturday there, got his goal. Ruth, uh, I think Gerard said today, you know, he wasn't quite fit enough to get. Uh, minutes on the park on, on Saturday but he's been training since so you know he's in contention for tomorrow Arfield has you know he's still a couple of weeks away but might be available come come the sort of Anderlecht games and it's good that we're getting these players back now because you know we have kind of I mean it, from a supporter's point of view it's frustrating when you're having to wait seven games between sorry seven days between each game but I think for the players and for the manager it's, it's been quite nice you know because we're basically being Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, or Saturday, Thursday, from day one this season. And it, it's probably going to kick in a wee bit again in February with, with the return of the European stuff. So it's good to increase their options. It's good that these players are coming back, and it's an, a nice time for them to be coming back. Yeah, and I think I think it showed, as you say, when we, the rest that we're getting after the Celtic game, I mean, psychologically, winning that, the game against Celtic at Ibrox the 2nd of January was absolutely massive. Uh, gave us a breathing space and you then go into eight days off um, and against Aberdeen as we've been discussing as you guys have been discussing in the previous pods we started moving we started motoring again we looked at that bit of sharpness back and it kind of died off in the second half you know I think you know it takes a wee while it's not just a case you get eight days off and that's it you can recover from you know the, the month we had before that was something incredible you know yeah. three different competitions and just every game was absolutely must win you know Um I think it takes longer than you know eight days to go over it, and I think maybe the performance against Motherwell, how we started against Motherwell, uh, joined on to the way we ended the game at Pataudry. Six days in between that, but I think yeah, that was you seeing the team just taking that kind of breather. Um, and I think on Saturday we saw them, they had the breather, they're ready to go again. Um, the free kick, the, the first goal that we scored. I mean, I don't know about yourself, but uh, like Tom commentator on Rangers TV um, even. Uh, Kevin Thompson, who knows a bit about midfield stuff, myself watching, we thought it was a free kick to Ross County. You know, there was a wee, Steve Davis looked like he'd bumped a Ross County player, but it was actually you know, a free kick to ourselves. But while we're all, even like Tom commentator saying on Rangers TV, you know, I, don't, I think that's a kick to County, Hadji's got the ball spotted, he's moved it on, and we're, we're about three yards ahead of Ross County, and we're thinking yeah. and we're, we're, we're desire. And that's that's how it ends up looking like we've almost kind of, albeit it's, it's finished over a couple of headers, it looks like we're kind of walking it into the net. That same thing we were doing right up until I think we beat Hamilton 8 nothing, um, including that game. We looked at we're scoring, scoring goals that were actually making it look ridiculously easy. It's kind of unreal. I think the lack of crowd helped that as well, but we seem to be walking the bond in it. We're so far ahead of the opposition. It reminded me of like when you used to play five a size, or I used to play five a size, and maybe one of these boys had played a bit of juniors or something like that, and <laughs> walking through the game, but you couldn't get anywhere near them. You know, and that's, we were starting to do that again on Saturday. We're doing it at the beginning of the season, we're doing it again on Saturday. Um, and I think we're now at that point where we maybe I think this is perfect. We don't have a game. We don't have a game this coming Saturday. Um, 
I think they're maybe at a stage now where they want to get back out. They want another wee midweek game. You know, they want to go and build on what they did because yeah. even taking off the five bodies with basically half an hour to go on Saturday, the boys that replaced them, they couldn't get enough either. The same as that Hamilton game, but you know, I'm talking about we won, eight, we won the first half 4 0, five substitutions, but in the second half 4 0. Yeah. You know, it was a bit of that uh, on, on Saturday, which it, they look kind of insatiable just now. They kind of get enough, and I'm hoping that, that that's they actually want a wee game on Wednesday. They're, they're, they're up for this, they've, they've got their mojo back. Um, know that the lack of mojo was anything to be ashamed of, they were absolutely magnificent, um, just spreading the performances all the way through December. But uh, no, I, th- I think we're ready for a wee midweek game again. And I'm hoping we just go out there and just continue straight away um, for where we left off against Ross County. Because if, if we don't let Hibs start, if we don't let them start enjoying themselves or start thinking they're, you know, they're, they're kicking on again um, under Jack Ross, they're making a statement and they're coming back for their, for their humiliation on Saturday. If we just let them think they're going to get humiliated again, the likes of Porteous, whether it, whether it be, I saw the, the last half hour of their game on Saturday, whether it be just chucking it all together by trying to break Barisic's legs, as he did against us you know, a year ago, um, to get himself deliberately sent off, or just actually chucking it. The heat goes down and he just doesn't care. Um, if you get in their minds, I think there's, there's, there's a question about the hip psychology. And if we just get, get at them straight away and make them work for it, I, I think they... I'm not saying for a second they're going to chuck it, but um, we can really... I think we could, we could end up doing to them pretty much the same as we did to Ross County. Oh, here's hoping. Uh, yeah. On Ryan Jack, do you think he starts tomorrow? Uh, just, I'm, I know that's not on the agenda, but just the way it's going, I just thought, you know, because Stephen Davis in particular, you know, given his age, you know, he's played a lot of football recently. So can you see, does he start tomorrow or does he get a wee bit, you know, instead of 20 minutes, he comes on at half time or whatever and gets an extended sort of few minutes in the game? There's been nothing else on my agenda since Saturday, Colin. That is, that's all I've been thinking about him and uh, Aribo. I don't know where to place them. I don't know what we're... I, I can't help thinking to myself, um, I would like, for some reason, I don't really know why, I want to go with the same midfield that we had uh, against Benfica in the Stadium of Light. Um, just get Kamara, Davis and Jack on there. The fact that... And just kind of keep Hibs... Just keep Hibs hemmed in. You know, they're probably yeah. going to go with a five in midfield, but I think that that midfield... We're talking about Davis needing a bit more rest. We're talking about Ryan Jack needing, you know, I think um, it's Chris Jack, you know, of this parish. Uh, in the evening times, um, he was saying something about Jack. Gerald had said he was going to keep Jack kind of under wraps. You know, I think that's what's he keeping him under wraps for. This could be the game. This could be the game tomorrow night that, that basically kind of seals us the league and lets us go into our European games, knowing that, that that's kind of in the bag. I I think we should get three of them on and. Um, I can't help remembering uh, Joe Aribo at, at Easter Road, December last season. Yeah. Um, where he's he just he was doing that right hand side. I know it was against Louis Stevenson. He'll know be playing there the morning night. Um, but and, and Jack Ross had played a diamond against us that night, which was you know uh, completely stupid. But we just tore them to pieces. And Aribo having done what he did on Saturday. Just put me in mind of him that night against Easter Road. That goal he scored on Saturday against Ross County, coming in for the right like that. Um, I would just I'm kind of thinking we should put him basically up front maybe even maybe even dropping Hadji which would be unfair um, but the fact that uh, Aribo come off early the fact that uh, Steve Davis come off early Kamara come off it makes me think they're all playing um, right. tomorrow 
you know, and I would, I would, I would go with the, that, that kind of three across the middle. I, d- I doubt he will. He, he's been talking up Zungu and Jack how well they played together. Yeah. In uh, Saturday in the second half, um, so maybe he's planning. Maybe he's planning to get uh, Zungu on. But Ryan Jack, the, the way he came on in Saturday, it was just seamless. It was like he'd never been away. Away, no. you know. So I think he's ready. You know, and uh, Steve Davis might be struggling, but if he's got Ryan Jack beside him and Glenn Kamara, I don't think you know. I don't, Steve Davis doesn't look like he's struggling uh, fitness-wise yet. He will be, you know, at his age. But this is just one more kick on. They've got Saturday off. You know, they don't play again to the following Wednesday. Um, this is a big one. I think I'll get a few of them on. Yeah, it, it feels like a Ryan Jack kind of game to me. You know, I mean, given this sort of there can be a wee sort of nasty element to it, and I think it would suit him. You know, he's, he's I don't want to say he's an enforcer, but he's certainly someone that doesn't back away for that kind of stuff. So, well, just uh, one thing. Yeah. So that that goal, that goal I'm talking about back in December of 2019, uh, we scored the Easter Road. It was Ryan Jack was yeah, playing a one. He was right in there with Aribo. He played the kind of a, a kind of lovely elongated one too. We 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 Joe out on the yeah. right hand side, which he just he just put it on the path from so Joe just walked onto it and called it out in the far corner. It was like a cracking goal, but I Jack was central to that as well, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd, we'll see, but I, I just have a feeling he, he might he might start tomorrow. Uh, Alex, I think that's us. I, I don't see anything else on the agenda. There's nothing else. I don't have any other contractual obligations that I need to I need to see out. So uh, that's all from us uh, for this bonus edition of the Jersey Weekly Podcast, the Independent Rangers Podcast that is brought to you by fans for fans, and where the content is free. A big thanks to Alex for his contribution tonight. Uh, we'll have a show on Sunday. I know there's no game. Uh, this weekend, but we'll, we'll all have a show on Sunday night as per usual. Uh, I believe Ross is hosting. I always get this wrong. I am terrible for this. I always get whoever's on the next show wrong. But I'm going to go with, I believe Ross is hosting, David Wren's guessing, and so is uh, Chris Jack. Uh, I'll find out when we go off air when Frankie gives me a row for getting it wrong again. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> get yourself onto the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Uh, there's a there's a really good piece on there about Stephen Gerrard at the moment and it's part of a whole series so get yourself on and have a wee look at that in the meantime as I say to you all the time at the moment guys look after yourself stay safe uh, and until next time bye for now <laughs>